Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is TV worth talking about. My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated bombs. This is Shrine Podcasts. Greetings and welcome to a new episode of Shrine, the TV podcast that loves a wild tangent. I'm Rebecca. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. In the latest episode of Trigger Point, Lana finally got some attention from occupational health. Her suspicions about John being dodgy AF appear to have been right, or are they? Some graffiti artist in East London really loves eggs. And someone called Daniel, someone called Daniel O'Donnell because there was a lot (laughs) of gas. (laughs) Are you wondering I what I'm talking about? The eggs. <laughs> yeah. What did I miss? She's sitting out on the date with Carl um, along the canal. Yeah. And the graffiti behind her says, I love eggs. Stop. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm not being bad, right? Obviously, we can get into this later on. Obviously, they had a location scout that went and looked at that location. And maybe that graffiti was or wasn't there. But the woman's brother was blown up and she was trying to talk to Carl about it. And she's sitting in front of a huge bridge that says, I love eggs. <laughs> it was just distracting. Like, could they not have just CGI that it was just nothing? Or maybe it said Greg's and then the ITV didn't want to give him the plug. <laughs> I love eggs. I don't know. <laughs> this week, Brandon has been typing up your recap with his thumbs. <laughs> well, I've injured one of them. No. Oh, no. Yeah. And Hannah has been gathering all of your thoughts and theories, like the packets of discounted Brandon, ham that she got Why done. did you say that? Because what are people going to think you've done? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't read it. I didn't make the link. Genuinely didn't no. make the link. He actually did injure his thumb. No, I did. I was in London for surprise engagement drinks in a very fancy bar and the glass exploded in my hand. It literally just shattered in my hand. Oh, God. That's actually awful. Yeah, that's yeah no, it's a very deep cut. Terrible. But first, Tom's the word. We got so many messages and emails about last week's Bonkers episode. I actually, guys, I'm not even joking. I'm not exaggerating. I listened to the last 10 minutes oh. several <laughs> times throughout last week. So did I. I, Whenever I'm sad, I'm going to listen to it because it is wilder than wild. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be able to top that. But we can try, obviously, this week. One email in particular that stood out was from someone called Annie who said, no exaggeration. I actually pissed myself completely in the kitchen listening to the podcast Brendan's Tom Thumb story had me on the floor and the ham nearly finished me off don't mind the explicit content warning you need a pelvic floor warning <laughs> love the podcast and the snazzy website worth every penny thank oh, you Annie Annie thanks very much It, yeah look <laughs> We don't need to go over it again. No, no, we don't. But I, we've never gotten in so many emails and messages yes. about about the thumb. Like people were sending us pictures. Someone actually sent in one from Spy Kids, which I had seen, but I don't remember, of loads of thumbs. They must be characters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, no, guys! My my mom texted me about it, and I'm like, I just don't want to have a conversation where me and my mom acknowledge that we both heard this story. Like, it's just not a part of our relationship. I want to explore <laughs> the bit that got us though. So Rebecca and myself were doing our show the next morning, and we couldn't, for the life of us, figure yeah, figure we out figure it out. How you got on to the ham story. <laughs> so we had to listen back because we had no idea how you got on to the ham story. And then, I was trying it. I was given an example of when people give up in work. Yeah, yeah we because, know. We know now. But we but couldn't. You told that story and I was like, I'm just going to keep talking because I, I actually don't know what to say. So I just kept talking about ham. Oh, oh my God, it was, yeah. Oh God, no, Jesus. I'll just never look at ham or a thumb the same. <laughs> Like I looked I mean, at my thumb. I mean, if we don't win a podcast award for that, guys, I fucking I don't know up. what will. Guys, no, can't, couldn't possibly. <laughs> no, but no. guys, sometimes I, I catch a glimpse of my own thumb <laughs> and I get a giggle now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just anyway, yeah. We we sat and we tried to figure out how it went from the thumb to the ham. Um, yeah, it didn't of, come. One to of us. my favorite moments in the whole world. Yeah, screaming. Anyway, Brendan's actually on the recap, so take it away, bitch. Okay, episode. Uh, the episode opens with Lana grieving for Billy, who went boom and ignoring calls from Carl. <laughs> I'm just no, well, it's Hannah's line. I just really enjoyed it last week. Um, he's a fictional character. He's fine. Um, and she's ignoring calls from Carl and everyone else who's trying to see if she's okay uh, Tom calls over I can't actually cope that poor man Tom calls over I'm going to have to say it without the H yeah I have to I've had to stop um, saying it without the H because I laugh uh, they share a kiss and Lana once again refuses to <laughs> to move in with Tom she fucking hates Tom I just Tom. see the name written down and I'm off um, Lana asks uh, she if fucking hates Tom I'm yeah, sorry she hates he's him he's a full ick with a capital I like, never mind the thumb she give him the him. finger um, <laughs> no. as in an F off finger um, she asks if there's oh, any more Jesus info Christ, She asks if there's any more info on John and Tom insists there, there isn't. Uh, Tom heads off telling Lana he'll give her some space um, but you're, she's straight off to see Carl apparently in front of is this where the egg mural is? I love eggs. Yeah and is uh, way better at talking with Carl than she is with Tom like she's just very much more open with him so Lana tells Carl that he reminds her of Nut and Carl is like that is the biggest compliment that anyone has ever given me and he's like look I feel like you and me have loads in common we really get each other I really think we should give this a shot um, Carl suggests a Netflix and chill but Lana kisses him goodbye and says she just wants to chill alone uh, sans Why Carl and Netflix screaming does he not know that she's in a relationship like obviously she doesn't give two shites but like does he know that they're together I don't think he does no guys. I don't think he does uh, I'm not being bad guys but it's 2022 you have a look on Instagram on Facebook but and you put two and two but she's not posting Tom, Tom anywhere Tom's not on the Instagram. No, I mean, look, I, I would just say that she's not posted. Like, she barely acknowledges to Tom's face that they're in a relationship. She's not going to share that with the world. I also feel like well, if you're look, an expo, like, maybe you're not on Insta. That's my second problem. That's my second problem with that scene after We Love Eggs. My third one is she does not want to Netflix and chill. First of all, she's in her 30s. And second of all, her fucking brother blew up yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but her brother blew she up and then she did ride him in the mechanics garage like an hour later 
It's true, mixed signals and fairness to him. <laughs> yeah, also yeah. just just on the point of um Carl not knowing about Lana and Tom, we know that um they're you know the way she was saying before, like, oh, how do people know that we're together and everything? So it's obviously a secret relationship, so he wouldn't know. Yeah. No. You know? No, no, that's definitely on the QT. Um, next, we see Lana at home getting absolutely smashed, dancing around to music and having a good old cry. And if that is not therapeutic, I don't know what is. At a meeting with Hamilton, Desai and Tom, Lana is told that Billy did not know about the bomb in the car. His actions driving to the football field, they say, saved many, many lives. Um Thomas Marshall, he was an old mate of Billy's and they believe they spent an hour together at a house in Brixton shortly before. <laughs> There's a Thomas and a Tom. <laughs> There's a Thomas and a Tom, yeah. Um, so they know, um, so um, Hamilton and Desire like, um, we know that Lana, you were at O'Hara's pool hall when we phoned you, we can tell from the, the call log. And um, here, because Tom is in the room, Lana lies and says she was with her mates Danny and Mike. And then breezes over it. They're like, did Billy ever have any far right tendencies? And she chooses to leave out the halal butcher story here. And she just said he was easily led. Um, Tom then asks if Billy knew somebody called Frank. They found encrypted messages between the two of them. And Frank is a member of the Crusaders. His full name is Frank Adrian Welsh. He was born in Dagenham, which always reminds me of Stacey Solomon. Same. It's the only person I think of. Who else is from Dagenham? I don't know. Um, anyway, Frank Adrian Welsh from Dagenham was born in 1978. He did time for armed robbery. He was released around three years ago. He's ex-English flag and uh, they know that um, Frank Welsh met with Nick Roberts when they were both in rehab together. So they'd be plotting. Uh, Welsh was in the Territorial Army between 2005 and 2014. His record shows he has explosives training. So they all agree in this meeting that Frank Welsh is the bomb maker. This is the man they're after and the manhunt is on. Um, Lana pleads with Hamilton to let her back to work. Hamilton is initially having none of it. She's like, look, you've been through extreme trauma. We have, um, you know, a, a care of duty towards you. What about your welfare? And then Lana goes, look, I know I was wrong about John. Uh, but I'm ready to do all I can to get Frank Welsh. And then Hamilton reluctantly agrees to let her back. But she's like, you need to send me a report every single day. So Lana goes to see occupational health, finally. And um, on the like the kind of form where it's like, you know, are you having sleepless nights? Are you stressed? Are you having flashbacks? She's like, no, 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 no. And your one is like, I see you've taken no to everything. She's like, we're going to have to talk this through. She's like... Absolutely not believing it at all. She seemed like a great therapist. She did, yeah. Um, So Lana does admit here that she finds it hard to switch off from the job. It's about the only thing she admits to, uh, which she says can be hard for other people, not her. And then she goes, including my partner. And I'm like, which one? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if she was on about Tom or Carl here. Do you know? Mm. Um, Back at the office, uh, Tom pulls Lana aside and asks her about playing pool with Danny and Mike. Uh, He says he knows from the duty log that they were both at the Expo HQ at the time. In the prefab. In the prefab, yeah. And then um, Lana's like, look, I was with somebody else. And then Tom just automatically jumps to the conclusion that she means like somebody else romantically. And he's like, so it's over between us. And she's like, look, I just don't know. And then Tom runs runs off all upset. Um, Back at the Expo base in the prefab, uh, John is kicking off about how biased the news is. Um, They're listening to a special radio show uh, about by-elections on City Met FM and it's being broadcast from uh, London University. 
Lana arrives in, tells him to turn the radio down, and then is like, look, we know who the bomb maker is. His name is Frank Welsh, and she calls him a devious little shit. Um, Lana then calls to see Sonia, who's reconstructed the bomb from Billy's car. She confirms the timer was definitely a dummy, so, like, the countdown wasn't going to make it go off. Um, she then gives Lana nut snips, which were her lucky snips from the from episode one. Mm. And she's like, there you go now. I, I got them. They do from- be evidence, though. She shouldn't but, be doing that. But I think they were done with the evidence, maybe. Is that why? Yeah, I'm just suspicious. Okay. Um, Sonia says she double-checked with Port and Dan about the HMX they found. Um, Port and Dan said it's classified, but a friend in Port and Dan who owed Sonia a favour sent her a file which was completely wiped clean apart from the digits 661142. I took note of that. I don't know if we need to remember it, but it just seemed important. 661142. The HMX was produced for licensing in Afghanistan. I feel like that's important. Oh, it is, yeah. Yes. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Who served in Afghanistan. Nut and... Nut, Lana and... Carl. Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, next, there is an evacuation at that radio show which is being held at the University of London. There's a suspect package. It's been found hidden amongst recording equipment which was brought in for the broadcast. On CCTV, they identify a man setting up the equipment who was not part of the radio team. He's got a fake ID badge with the name Dave Harris, but the photo is the same one that we saw a few minutes ago of Frank Welsh. So they've blocked all the roads for a one mile radius. They're like, he could be in the area. He could be armed. He could be dangerous. All the snipers take up their positions. It's all feeling extremely tense. Now, I think there was a nice moment here, but I, I, you can interpret these things in different ways. A kind of an apology from Lana to John. So they're getting ready to go in and you assume that Lana and Danny are going to go together with the little robot, but there's no robot brought. And Lana's like, John, you're with me. And then he jokes, he's like, do you want me to hold your hand and show how show you how to do it proper? But I just got the impression that he wasn't being a dick about it, that he was being nice about it. She was kind of going, I'm sorry. And he was like, I accept your apology. I didn't pick that up now. I thought, That was my reading of it. I, I thought that she was keeping wrong. John beside her because she thinks he's a bomber. Okay. And I thought that she was bringing him in to kind of watch him. Yeah. Because I think she's still suspicious of him the okay. whole time. Yeah, and I think ma- yeah, she maybe. was like, you're with me. It was really weird that she was like, you're with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Rev on that one. Okay. Um, Danny tells Lana that she's got this because she seems a bit shaken, like kind of like looking at the building before she's about to go in. And her and John head in to find the device. Now, here we hear flashbacks to Lana talking with Occupational Health about what it's like when you arrive at the scene of a suspect device. Um, And she's like, it's me versus the device, me versus the bomber, me versus him. So inside the university hall, John and Lana find the device. John says sorry about Billy. And he's like, he was a really good kid. What a shit him doing that to destroy. Yeah, and Lana's like, now is not the time for condolences. Like, shut the fuck up. Shocking. Outside, the snipers and the cops, they're all keeping an eye for Frank Welsh. Absolutely no sign of him. Lana and John figure out the bomb has a decoy timer and is also hooked up to a remote detonator. Lana tells John to go outside and tell Tom to look out for any suspect with two phones. John's like, no, 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 I'm going to stay with the bomb. You go outside, but she insists. And again, I read this as a nice thing from John that he was like, I will risk my life in case this goes off. You go outside. I think John is knows about it and he was like, Lana, yeah. you go out because he knows that it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think John's involved, but I don't think he's the top dog. No. Um, so the next thing, one of the snipers cops a man in an apartment like across the road the guy's walking around inside he's got two phones one in each hand and just as he radios this one of the phones attached to the bomb 
starts to ring and Lana legs it out of the building after John who's already gone and the man with two phones then comes out onto the apartment balcony holding both phones the sniper radios to say it's definitely Welsh I've got a clear shot and he shoots him in the head and he drops dead John goes back inside to tell Lana that Frank Welsh has been taken down and while she stays inside to disarm the bomb John heads back outside takes his phone out of his pocket and makes a call when at the very same time the mobile attached to the bomb starts ringing again. My God. Lana runs from the building. Everyone takes cover behind cars and vans and the building goes boom, just like Billy. John kept his phone to his ear even when Lana could see him, I felt. It was like, if he was trying to hide the fact that he was making the call, he wasn't doing a good job of it. He did, he, like he held the phone, then he turned and he ran like cartoon style. Everyone else was like, hard cover, hard cover. So and weird. just, they kind of just dove behind the nearest thing. It was V-Han vibes. He, it was <laughs> utter V-Han vibes. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So I don't know if it's all just a bit too obvious still with John. Yeah, or is John just being, is he being blackmailed or something? I don't know. You know? I, it's, I don't, I don't, know if he was ringing the bomb or, or maybe he was obvious. maybe somebody texted him and went oh call this number yeah, and, and he, he didn't realise it was attached yeah. to it I don't know um, now guys when he ran off I was pissing myself it was so <laughs> it's, it was v- it was utter Vihan vibes Vihan um, so at another top level meeting Tom tells the meeting that when Welsh was killed John took over and his phone made the second call that's what he said. The explosive found at the university matches the one found at the other sites and they found explosives at John's gaff as well. Oh God, it's not looking good for John, It's not is looking it? good for John, but like also, why would you keep your A to Z in the locker, the explosives in your house? Yeah. It's all also, just... Tom has been watching John. Yeah. Right? They found absolutely nothing on him and then suddenly there's explosives in his house. Yeah. So right now it's looking like Lana was right all along and the hunt is now on to find John after he did a V-Han. Does this mean at this point now that we're allowed to love Carl unconditionally? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Carl meets Lana outside her house and he is super lovely and sweet. No, and he just gives so her this lovely. big spiel. If he's the baddie, I'll be pissed off no, because I know. everyone's been an arsehole or yeah. else they've died. So like, it's it's really annoying if it's Carl, but I it, it, it very much could be. Yeah, I know, I know. So Carl gives her this whole like lovey-dovey speech about like how they should really give it a go and how they're, you know, meant to be together. And she's just like, look, my head is all over the shop at the minute. Like just not right now. And he gets back on his bike and his leathers and he like zooms off. Sonia and Lana chat about John and Lana's like I just can't get my head around it it doesn't make sense for somebody who trains to be an expo who wants to save people's life and uh, lives and disarm bombs to turn around to bomb people she's like it doesn't add up but like how all of a sudden is John's house full of explosives and they've been keeping an eye on him like yeah because or else Tom someone's is it Tom I just am like is he like I don't know but it just feels a bit is it just too obvious now at yeah, this stage? I, like, yeah. We, yeah, all things. I, I think there's more to the story with John. So Tom arrives and Sonia tells him and Lana that she found a code inside the chemical explosive which was found at the university. Now, the code was 1912, which was the same code that was found inside the air and cupboard slash hot press, depending on where you're from, in episode one. Mm. Um, Andy Phelan's hot press. Yes. Uh, Tom apologises to Lana for doubting her over John. She's like, it's fine. Uh, she's like I'm just regret that it's that it's him yes um, yeah so like you've got so at this stage we're like we have the A to Z we've got the phone the running he was staring at the, at the uh, Jewish centres yeah it's but it's kind of like it's almost laughable how obvious it is isn't it yeah the, when he was staring at the Jewish centre now that actually cracked me up 
Um, so Tom notices, so they get the A to Z map out, like him, Lana and Sonia are kind of looking at it. And he's like, oh, look, here near where he circled this area, he's also circled this. Mm. And it's the Progressive Alliance campaign headquarters. So it's a political headquarters. The team leg it there to find that a car has been parked there for ages. It doesn't belong to any residents or any neighbours. And a man claiming to be a, a council worker is about to tow the car but it all seems a bit suspicious. And also, there's an open gas cover under the boot. So, like a like one of the little kind of like manhole covers. Yeah. Just a little small one. Like, you wouldn't be falling down it or anything. Uh, Tom phones the council. And the council are like, we haven't ordered any clamp removal or any towing. It's a setup. So, Lana and Danny discuss the safest way to examine this car. They're like, getting the guy who was about to tow it. They're like, do not tow that car. Like, get your little clamp thing off it. Like, don't touch it. But where did that man go? They just did not explain They hooshed that. him down the road. But they weren't like, that man should be arrested. I thought he was in on yeah. the whole thing. Like, no, I think some dodgy person in the council phoned <gasps> him legitimately. Christ, the crusaders are everywhere. Yeah, they are, yeah. So um, basically, yeah, Lana and Danny are like, okay, we need to look in this car for a bomb. But they're assuming that John is the bomber. So they're trying to second guess what he would think they yes. would do. Yes. Um, so they're like, look, we can't tow it because they're like it'll blow up and we don't want to use the robot we can't use the robot and we can't open the boot um so instead of opening the boot they drill a hole into it and stick a teeny tiny camera inside and in there of course they find a tail switch which is why they wanted the car to be towed because it would just explode there's also an efp which sounds like it's a bad thing because one of them goes bollocks and the other goes shit um, and then we find out a minute later that it uh, stands for an explosively formed projectile, which one might encounter after a few too many vodka rebels, maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. Dad. Uh, we also learn here that surprise, surprise, no gas works have been scheduled and that gas main should not be open. The next thing, a policewoman runs over and says they've gone door to door to do inquiries and most residents have had a gas man in changing their meters. <laughs> Tom orders the evacuation of all nearby streets, saying this could affect thousands of residents. Lana goes into the campaign headquarters, where she finds a very complex bomb at the gas meter with a five-minute countdown timer. The bomber has set up an explosion in every house on the street, and Lana needs Expo support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My God, Brendan, well done. But Jesus, there's not enough expos, isn't there not? No, there's not. Now, can I say something quickly? So the big three for the whole of London by the looks of it. I, um, I watched this episode yesterday and... About an hour after I finished doing my recap, my housemate went, oh, the meter guy came earlier, knocked on the door and came in to do a meter reading. And I was like, sorry, what? John? I was like, did he have ID? She's like, well, he had an old ESB <laughs> lanyard. Did he have red hair? Did he have red hair? I I so like, did I. So, did <laughs> so I'm terrified now that my, now it was the electricity he wanted to read. But like, what are the chances? Like 10 minutes after that and then ding dong, how can I read your meter? Jeez, you just can't trust anybody. Freaked. My God. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. A great episode. Yeah. Great episode. I'm really looking forward to to next week now as well, to be honest with you. I think there's going to be a big shock, a big twist. That was my favourite episode out of all of them now, guys, I have to say. I thought it was brilliant, really stepped it up. Yeah, it's been going up and up every week for me. Yeah, will we move on to some thoughts and theories, Hannah? We can, yeah. I'm just looking at our Twitter ones here and I found one that is so funny, right? So this woman (laughs) brought in, Underneath our post from Sunday Night Boring, lack suspense, dislikable characters. And someone called Beth wrote underneath the come on, Carol, get off the fence. <laughs> Go on, Beth. <laughs> um, so let's have a look at some of the other. And I have to say, right, of all of the weeks that we've done this, I think this is the one that we've got the most emails in, the most reaction. Like yeah. people yeah, really wanted definitely. to talk about this um, and really had their opinions. Now, Lisa said, honestly, a bit boring. No. But I do have a theory that John is only involved because someone he loves is being held hostage. A lot of people mm. are going with the belief that John is being blackmailed. Yeah. Okay. And that he is involved, but for a reason that we can't see at the moment. Um, we've got some other theories. John is nasty, but he seems too convenient. That's from Jennifer. Vicky wonders, is John undercover? Beverly thought the episode was disappointing. And thinks the actors need to refresh a drama skill. I am sorry, not holding back. Aveen asked, was it just me or did Tom Thom seem a little too slimy and smug in this episode? There was definitely like his reaction to um, Lana telling him that she was cheating on him the whole time. I thought was very strange and now makes me suspect him a little bit. But she, she didn't even say she was cheating. She just went, oh, I was with someone else. And he just assumed a lover. She'd taken oh, a lover. I would assume that, though. He's yeah, okay, following her or something, guys. I'm telling you, it's probably mm, him. I think it could be Tom because we... Is it Carl? Like, if it's Carl, it's outrageous. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's well, the of- only reason I'm suspecting Tom is that his reactions aren't, like, cutting it because <gasps> he's asking Lana to move in. Then she's like, oh, I was with someone. And like anyone that's at a point in the relationship of asking their partner to move in, I'm sure there is a level of trust there and you do think it's going well. So you'd be like, oh, who were you with? Was it a friend? You wouldn't automatically presume she was cheating and then just not have a reaction to it. Or else he already knew. Like, what if Carl and Tom are working together? (gasps) I don't know. It just, that just came to me there. I was like, what if they are working together this whole time? It would be incredibly problematic if they're like both sleeping with Lana as well. Like, and that's going on. This whole show is very very incestuous, isn't it? Like, there's just not a lot of people working on this team and then everyone's related to everyone. Like, God, it's, it's a so incestuous. Set up, uh, in terms what? of Expo, like, anyway. Like, London, is, three people London is a huge city. <laughs> Who's 
related, just Lana and Billy. Yeah. Who else is but related? I don't know. Sorry, I but was like, crying no, but though. she's she's related to everyone. Every time there's a bomb, there's the same three fuckers turn up at the scene, no matter where it is. It's Danny, Tom, and Lana. They need to they need to put up a staff wanted sign for the expos. But she has had uh, she has been. <laughs> Related to, not necessarily like by family, to like nearly everyone that's been killed. She's been targeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not being bad, guys. So then she needs to be in like a facility. Like it's like like I how how you know she, she had be a working. ten second conversation with her boss that was like, all right, you look. I'll just check in with you every day. Everyone that she knows has died in a bomb. Yeah, it's shocking. It's yeah, that's and just the, it's not realistic. Only people that are still alive are probably that she knows are the bombers, and she knows the bombers. And they send these therapy ones. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. She, she works for the bombers as well. Like it's just yeah, it's very um, it's all just very to do with Lana, isn't it? I mean, I think yeah. that's a theory in itself, guys, isn't it? Keith Butler says Carl is the Expo mastermind. And someone else whose Twitter handle I actually can't read said that yes, so many of the bombs have been car related, and he's a mechanic and has mm-hmm. access to vehicles. They're all car related. Like, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. But like, apart from the one that was in the bag in the mosque, every other bomb has been in a car. Or in the toilet. Yeah. And oh, in the toilet, lest we forget. Janae degrees and says it, it has to be Carl that he arrived at her house to try and stall her from being at the next attack because he's developed real feelings for her. Dot, dot, dot. Um, lo- we actually got tons of feedback on Twitter. I'm going to move over to some of the emails. Although quickly, Natalie Clennell said, I'm starting to think that Lana's not an expo unless they are trained to swear a lot whilst running from an explosion. John could only be portrayed as more suspicious if he started doing an evil laugh at the end of the scene. <laughs> um, and just finally for our last tweet, Jane Doe says, really enjoyed last night's episode. Definitely more to it. I completely agree. Although I do think there's a lack of in- uh, lack of investigating why these attacks are happening from the team. Also, bloody knew John was dodgy. Lana should have stuck to her instincts instead of trying to make amends. And I'm sorry, it's not really instincts when you find an incredible amount of uh, convicting evidence in the man's locker in work, is it? But I think you have to investigate whether or not it's actually his or it was planted. Do you know? You can't just assume. It's just a book at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fair enough, like, fair enough. Maybe I'm more suspicious of uh, John than I think. So we got loads of emails in. Thank you to everyone. Lots coming in through the website. Tracy Thompson said, is Tom actually seeing someone too? Mm. Um, He's been so dodgy all the time. And she found this week a little tad underwhelming with the A to Z guy. His name escaped her. That is John. (laughs) Might as well have I'm tattooed on his forehead. We really, really need a twist with that next week. Yeah. Um, and then Tracy added in that Danny is the only character who isn't being the least bit suspicious, so my money is on him. Then she said, finally, what a well-constructed and user-friendly website. Very easy to use this online form. X. <laughs> Lovely. So, guys, so I'm far... I'm going to put it, that as a fan testimonial on the front page. Get that oh on God. Trustpilot. Gorgeous. But, <coughs> sorry, just back to what um, uh, Tracy said, Danny and Sonia are the two that we have trusted mostly all of us. I know we may have said uh, that at one that point Sonia's or lovely. It couldn't possibly be. She's just a very trustworthy person. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't Brandon, she? you are only saying that because she died in afterlife. No, I didn't... Oh no, I didn't really care for an afterlife. I didn't, after the end of the season three of Afterlife didn't really do it for me. <laughs> it's all coming out now. I think people only cried at the end of Afterlife season three because we're all programmed to ball. Oh, I haven't at, finished it. Oh, sorry. Thanks. I'll stop now. <laughs> well, spoiler, she's dead. Well, no, we know that from the stars. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> 
Claire Solomon, who also wrote in through the website, said that she just had to send a message as she was watching the latest episode of Trigger Point, but couldn't get past the fact that Lana just seemed to be absolutely fine with the fact that her brother has just been blown up. And then her colleague, who she had suspected was the one who had actually gotten him blown up, she was fine with him as well. And then she had a tear and drank some booze. But if that was me, I would have been so angry, sad, upset and raging. And where was Billy's funeral? So uh, I actually agree with all of those points guys what do you think about Lana's reaction it seems just very strange and obviously grief comes in many forms but yeah I I didn't think anything I didn't think her reaction was weird I just don't think she should be in work no I don't think she should be in work it's oh uh, it's not that it's a weird reaction I just don't think it's a necessarily realistic reaction like she will be in complete and utter shock like I don't think she will be functioning as a as an expo officer unless in my personal opinion unless her reaction is that she wants to find the person responsible you know that like she's going to just dedicate her time to to do it rather than kind of sitting around with loads of time to think she's like well actually what I can do here is make myself really helpful and find the person responsible for all of these murders and stop them from doing it again yeah and busy herself that that way yeah that's definitely the route the show is going down with it anyway isn't it like maybe we'll see her sort of like break next week when she has discovered who it is and she gets time to take in that she's lost everyone and everyone yeah. that she knows maybe his, bomb. his funeral might um, be next so week Jane, maybe sorry go on his funeral might be shown next week maybe because you know that way like it could be something could have been delayed a little bit I don't know yeah true I feel like we need a bit of closure there so Jane Higgins uh, Higginson said she really enjoyed episode 5 of Trigger Point that she felt sorry for Lana with both Tom and Carl in this episode and while it was nice of Tom to turn up at Lana's place and be there for her in his next breath he was banging on about moving in again like why what an arsehole and she said that Carl definitely did better um, with being understanding for her and it was nice when he apologised and she also added that she bloody knew John was guilty and Lana should have stuck to her instincts. Second point, uh, second time we've got that point this week. Libby emailed in to say that Carl and Tom can both get in the bin, um, which I'm kind of there for. Charlotte and Amber, and I love that this uh, email Well, if you're throwing Carl out, I'll take him off your hands. The- Go on. <laughs> I said, if you're throwing Carl out, I'll take him off your hands. You can come over to you in the back of the motorbike, Brendan. Um, Charlotte and Amber emailed in together through the website and they want to know who the top dog is and why did Carl suggest a Netflix and chill? So they've broken their points into bullet points. So they say, number one, Frank is dead, but somehow texted John before he set off the bomb. Number two, we're not convinced John is the top dog for three reasons. Why would he leave such obvious clues? Yeah. As he's an expo, why wouldn't he make better bombs? And why did he look so clueless when he got the text? I think they're all brilliant points. Number three, maybe John has got caught up with the Crusaders and wants out. Number four, we don't think he intentionally detonated the bomb. We think he just rang the number after the text, realised what happened and legged it in panic. Yeah. I think that is what happened, guys. Yeah. Or he was still on the phone when Lana came out of the building. He was still on the phone after he had called a number which may have rang the device. And even though he could see her coming out, he was still on the phone as if somebody was giving him an instruction and that is why he ran. Yeah, and they um, go on to question, so Charlotte and Amber, who the real body is. And they say it's kind of only really Sonia and Danny left. And we got to this point to a line of duty when we were trying to figure out who H is. And we're like, guys, we actually haven't got that many options. It needs to be someone big enough so that we give a shit. But who is actually left? Mm. 
So, like, maybe it is just going to be Sonia or Danny, which, I mean, I don't know how hard that would hit. I still think it'll be Carl or Tom. Or your man from Vigil or Desai or something. Yeah. I don't know. Is it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I probably just named off yeah, the whole cast. I, I think my money's on Tom at the minute, but, I mean, because the cast is small, it, like, I don't know how shocking it's going to be. I guess we'll have to wait till next week. Martin Pike said two major problems with this episode. One, a lot of people wrote in about this, right? You don't need two phones to call the two phones on the device. Just call them sequentially from one phone. Completely fair enough. Does the, does the first one need to still be on the line, maybe? If you hang up and call the other one, maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. I don't make bombs. I thought maybe it had to come from a certain number to set it off. So you probably would need two phones. Okay. Not, not that I'm an expert. Okay. I've looked into this or anything, but I was just assuming that it needs to be set off by a different phone. Yeah, and just to clarify, as Brendan said, we don't actually make bombs. No. So these are just guesses. Uh, Martin also said, surely the bomb will go off the very instant the phone rang and not 10 seconds later. But then from my bomb skills, I wonder, like, like can you ring and then it sets off a timer? Yeah, Do you know again, I mean? yeah. don't make bombs. I think it don't does know. set off a timer. I think yeah. that's, yeah. But in, the, in in conclusion, we don't make bombs. We don't know. Nope. Uh, Cormac Kennedy said, John's too convenient. Yeah, that's the general consensus here. He got the text. It said, call me on this number. He realised that the number had set off the bomb. He done a legger. Yeah, that's kind of the general consensus. Um, Ella Richardson wrote in to say, it's Carl. That's it. That's the email. <laughs> um, and one more from Don. That Ben bastard John turns out he was the insider after all. However, he wasn't the sniper from episode three. I looked back and it looks like it was Fra- Frank Welch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, my hope is that Carl isn't involved in this whole business. That being said, it wouldn't surprise me if this was the final twist for the final episode. We well, look, I, I hope we're getting a twist. His character has been relatively disconnected from the other characters in the story. And I'm not sure if this is for helping the audience to know Lana more or if it's to prepare for the surprise of him being involved in the Crusaders in episode six. Um, and then one more point that we got, and we got it from a lot of people, is that Jeb Mercurio usually does dramas with a political point. And will the final episode kind of hammer home more of a point rather than it just being one of our characters I'm not sure I yeah I don't know um, I think they haven't mentioned so they deliberately dropped in the thing about obviously Carl is a mechanic and he did time in Afghanistan uh, or served time in Afghanistan rather than did time and that hasn't been mentioned since I think about episode 2 mm. so there's a big enough of a gap between the second episode and the sixth one for the reveal to be like oh, you're a mechanic yeah, and you it. also uh, were on tour in Afghanistan so therefore right. that's the big reveal it, there could be a big enough gap there Oh yeah, no, like, I think if we weren't doing a podcast about this and we were just watching this normally, you, oh, you probably yeah. would be a bit shocked, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're just analysing it, um, you know, with every detail. Too much. Yeah, although I don't know, because a lot of people that are writing in are just like, oh guys, if it's this, if it's Carl or if it's John or if it's Tom, it's just going to be too obvious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe they'll pull it out of the bag next week. I think, I think, you know, with something like Line of Duty, you know, there's such, so many seasons and you've watched it for years or whatever, whereas with this, like, it is only six episodes, so... It can only be so many people, do you know? Yeah, no, you're dead right. Well, in terms of press bits this week, um, there were a few articles about the I Love Eggs graffiti online. Um, I did spot a great article on the Huffington Post by someone called Ash Percival, and it's about the eight burning questions we all have ahead of the finale, right? So I've done a bit, guys, I've actually come up with my own theory now. Oh, go on. It's at the end of this, right, so I'll just start. So uh, the first point, is there more to Carl? I think we all can agree that we've discussed that in length. How did the police not find anything on John? Then all of a sudden there's bomb making material yeah, in, his yeah, yeah, in his house. Yeah, yeah, in his house, yeah. 
where was the address that Billy visited before his death? So obviously uh, Lana had said that, you know, she'd confirmed that he was staying with a friend or whatever. But was it Frank's place or was there someone else? Yeah. Is there something more to that? Or is information being well, withheld Well, it was Thomas Watts' face. Thomas Marshall. That's the friend. But then the other place was another address before that, I think. Yeah, so he that, was in Brixton and then, yeah, he was somewhere else. Is there just yeah. something more with that? Mm. Um, are Lana's lies to the police about who she was with in the pool hall going to come back and bite her in the arse? Because, like, imagine now, guys, if next week they figure out that it's Carl who's the mastermind yeah. and then Lana was, was with them with in the pool place the and she lied. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Mm. She'd look guilty AF, wouldn't she? Yeah. Next up, who texts John before he detonated the bomb? Um, the person who sent it must have been someone who knew that Frank was unable to, i.e. Know, knew that he was shot by the police. Uh-huh. So I thought that was a really Great interesting point. point. So the person who sent the message to John has to have known that Frank was a goner. So it's somebody that does be in the crew and it could be your man from Vigil who we yeah. have suspected from yeah, the very yeah, yeah. start. We met him at the very first episode. And he had the mask across his face and nobody else did. Yes, and he was dodgy in Vigil now, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He did. Yeah. He was, yeah. I love that we were <laughs> by a friend in space. You can't remember what he yeah. was. Um, okay, so I thought that was an interesting point. Um, sorry, it does suggest that that person could be a, a fellow police officer or a fellow expo yeah. who told John. Well, where was Danny when all this was going on? He was around and about outside. Exactly, guys. Now, and so was Tom. Yeah. Just how many people are involved in the Crusaders? Surely John needs some serious help changing all of those gas meters. Yeah. yeah, how many houses did they do? Like, like a full that street. That is a serious a lot. job. Like Jesus Christ, he has a job. Like, a and I mean, if they're that efficient, you know I mean? like That's Jesus, job. British Gas should uh, hire some of them. <laughs> Next up, could one of them be? Uh, could one of the Crusaders be someone that Lana served with in Afghanistan? The file that Sonia got hold of from Portland down had been wiped. It, so, it does suggest that someone is trying to cover their tracks. But the explosive was originally authorised for use in Afghanistan. Yeah. We know that Carl ser- served in the military and he knew Lana and Nut from a long time ago. So that really does point to him. Yeah, and I think this 661142 or whatever the number was as well is going to... And that and the 1912 one is going to... And speaking of the 1912, week. guys, what is this, this, the significance of 1912? It was on the door frame in the cupboard, yeah. in the uh, hot press in Auntie Phelan's house. Obviously, what it was do we also... think it is, guys, actually? Yeah, let's discuss this for a second. People thought it was something to do with Guy Fawkes and something that happened, at, was it Buckingham Palace years ago, that there was an explosion or a bomb? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, sorry. So we know it was on the device in the university as well. So like, there's lots of ways you can look at this. Okay. So I was thinking maybe you could look at it that 1912 was a year. What we have previously yeah. said about all that. Yeah. Also, then I then I was like, okay, I'm going to take the alphabet out and I'm going to correspond. Here we go. Number, Here she goes. Each number with the corresponding yeah, letter in the alphabet. On. Now that's what did out. you get past? A I A B. So I've no Does idea. B H O N. So I thought I was going to say John. A I A B. So no idea, right? So we maybe we'll try that with the other number that you mentioned earlier, Brandon, and we can yeah. do that in a second. Okay. Then, guys, okay. Then I thought, <laughs> what if it's a date? The first of the 9th, 2012. <gasps> the first of the 9th, 2012. We know that the explosive is 10 years old. That would actually literally mean 10 years, guys, because it's 2022. Go on. So I thought maybe that's a date that something happened in Afghanistan and Lana is being targeted as a payback for something that her and Nut did in Afghanistan. That is a great theory. Rebecca. That's a stunning theory. You're after cracking the day, I bet you. Mic drop, guys. And it probably won't be that, but anyway, I'd be thrilled if it was. So yeah, the 1st of the 9th, 2012, that means it was 10 years ago. What direction do they do? Oh shit, it could be. No, the UK do the same as us. The show did start in January. 
Yeah, the, the, it, 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 the Americans do it the other way around, but yeah. in the UK, it's the first of the nine, 2012. So yeah, that is 10 years ago. It makes it, it links it all back to a date yeah, in yeah, Afghanistan yeah. when it was originally used. That is an outstanding theory. Guys, thank you well so done. much. Now, I've just Sorry, translated... Ryan, that's absolutely bl- <laughs> blown me away. I've translated um, the numbers into letters. 661142 one, translates yeah. as FADB. Okay. So F-F-A-A-D-B. So no. F-F-A-A-D-B. And then we have A-I-A-B. Yeah, no. Right, maybe we can sit down and see if that says something. No. I think you're on the money there now with the first of the ninth. Do you think they're going to have to use it to like unlock a phone or something? Like, it's like I, doing an I escape room. I think it's also going to be a code to something. It, I was thinking last week when she opened up uh, the the gas meter and she could see the bomb underneath. I was like, oh my God, is it? Is she going to have to try and put in a code and will it be nine? I don't know. And then, yeah, I just that date stood out to me. It's because today is the this, this 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, you're so right. I actually think you've nailed it. And I do think next week she's gonna she is gonna have to use that code for something and then she's mm. gonna be like, Shy, this was when I was in Afghanistan or when Carla Thumb was and it'll all come come out then. Yeah, yeah, very juicy. Now looking ahead to next week's finale, right? A short trailer was shown at the end <laughs> of this week's trigger point. However, I missed it. Someone kindly sent it to us via DMs on Instagram, but I played it too many times that I can't get back into it. So I messaged the person, I was like, hey, any chance they saved it? And they, <laughs> I love they, the honesty, the pure honesty. <laughs> and they said no, I'm really sorry. But from what I remember, the robot is in next week's episode. Okay, great. And um, I, I mean, did see guys, a, maybe it was him, that little shy. I know, I did see a glimpse of Desai. Okay. So, am I, yeah, I pronounced that right. And now, was there yeah. anything on the ITV press centre this week? Oh my God. Yes, there is, guys. <clears throat> Are you ready for this now? This is really long. Is it? No, it's not, oh. guys. It's not at all. It's actually just one line long. Uh, you ready? We're being trolled. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm absolutely Honestly, but I did the wind up. So... A desperate manhunt for the mastermind behind the bombing campaign plunges Lana Washington's expo team into ultimate danger. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's been the bleeding synopsis. Let's let's just read into that, guys. Yeah, yeah, into ultimate danger. The mastermind behind the bombing campaign. The mastermind. One that man now, that's one in, woman. That's making it out to me now, guys, that it's not John. No. John's not the top dog. No. No, there is no. a mastermind. Is it Bregman? Is it Tom? Is it Sonia? Is it, is it um, Lana's boss? Hamilton? Yeah. No. Oh, I'm just saying it has to be someone who's top who else dog. Have we met? Someone we met who knows. We her mom and dad. Unless, unless it's all a complete cover up. And Nut isn't dead, and he made it. He faked his own death, and <gasps> he's alive. That was one of the theories was I read it? this week. Yeah, I read one of the emails that said that Nut, um, they, like, or else was on Twitter that Nut actually is still alive. Faked his own death. He's Sorry, alive. That and he's the mastermind. Fucking brilliant! No, I think I'd roll me eyes. I'd roll me eyes. You'd have to have one arm, guys. Can you imagine if he said, "Well, surprise, bitch! Do you remember what happened on the first of September, two thousand and twelve?" Yeah, and he was like, you left me for dead, so guess what, I've come back to duty. Like, this is the other thing I want to talk about, right? What on earth could have gone on in Afghanistan in a war that was so bad that Lana potentially did that someone is doing this to her? Like, what? Like why? Mm, it must have been pretty bad. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. Must have been pretty bad. Well, all will be revealed next Sunday at 9pm on ITV. Mm. Oh, also, guys, any other predictions? No, other no, no. It's a ridiculous theory now that Nut is alive. That's that's not going to happen. <laughs> so um, did mess did they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. ITV is mad, guys. I, it, like, sorry, I think it might be true. 
Well, listen, all I wrote down in my predictions was big twist. Someone unexpected in the background is going to be involved. <laughs> but I do think, listen, Jed Mercurio is involved in this series. There is going to be a reveal, isn't there? There's going to be some sort of reveal. Yeah, he didn't write this one, though. No, but I'd say now he was like, listen, let's just... It was your man's first bits. prime time. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. he said, you need something. You need... It's one more episode. It needs to be a who. Do you know? <laughs> It needs Ooh, to be a what? There needs to be a who? I like, think yeah. Carl and Tom know each other. Are in cahoots. Are in cahoots. And I think that is so problematic for multiple reasons. But I think it would have to Actually, be a cahoots the pair of scenario what to if, give us enough of a shock now next week. Guys, what if it's not like, what if it's not Carl and Tom? What if it's someone and Sonia? What if it's Carl and Sonia or Tom and Sonia or something? I don't think it's Sonia. No, I don't either. But I just think that she's the only person who I like. So Do we think cahoots though? I love the word cahoots. Cahoots. Yeah. Sorry, I dropped my slipper. I'm feeling are you a comfy? cahoots scenario now. Yeah, Hannah, can you explain where you are? Just one person on their own to be dull. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be a good feeling. Yeah. Now. Well, we're going to find out next John... week the mastermind and then the bomber, the bomb maker. Yeah. There's a yeah. chain. Well, fellas. With... Was John in Afghanistan? Sorry, just real quick. We don't know. Like, guys, we actually haven't learned that much about John, about anything to do with them, really. So. I, I think we're going to discover more next week, obviously. But yeah, like that. Th- I do feel like we don't have a lot of background in all the characters, really, do we? No, no. it's a bit light. I couldn't tell you anything about Sonia. I could. Tom, he has a lovely apartment. I can tell you something about Sonia. Lovely woman. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. We have to absolutely have to unnegotiable to get to the bottom of Tom's apartment in next week's episode. Oh yeah, I, I certainly hope like, so. It's a, it's a mastermind layer. Like, do they want us to solve this before Sunday or but, do they want it to be any sort of surprise? The man lives in a layer in the sky. But Hannah, remember with Joe Davidson in Line of Duty season six and we knew from her smeg fridge, we were like, hang on a second, your one's getting money off someone. Yeah. Like, of course she is. This is stunning. Like, the, the, like, these, like a lot of these cop shows the central point is that, like, look how underpaid and overworked these people are. Mm-hmm. Well, and listen, I'm sorry, but Tom is good at his job. He's not running the show. He's not in an office. Like, he's on the ground. Like, so there's just no way. Where did that money come from? And why doesn't why is Anna suspicious of that? Yeah, although so maybe he just had family money. Like, maybe he just that is from, weird you know? though to just put into a show and not explain it though isn't it yeah yeah we are missing a few details well that is it from us for this week the next time we chat guys we're going to have seen the finale we're going to know who the mastermind is who the puppet is who the bomber is all that it's exciting um, I'm excited Same. it is kind of mad to think that the six weeks are nearly done time flies when you're having funny chats about weasel coffee and explicit thumbs Mm-hmm. Um, as always you can keep in touch with us on social at Shrine Pod if you would like to support the podcast and get access to episodes early head over to patreon.com forward slash Shrine Pod and a special thanks to our new patron pointers including Nisha Clark and Graham Meakin we see you we appreciate you until then have a great week and watch out for yellow stickers on that ham ta-ta <laughs> planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.